What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, newly 50 Steve V here, owning it because that's all I can do. (laughs) This is episode 233, alongside Reunited with Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. And Lincoln, how how are you? Doing very well, my friend. Happy birthday again. Thank I, you. I, I, that was I, my- I'm a Leo, so it's my birthday all year long. So I'll just <laughs> keep wishing you happy birthday, especially for your 50th. Come on, you gotta do it. You know, yeah, and and um, thank you for doing that episode of my 50th. It was a lot of fun. I did get um, a little break away in this little town, Sayulita, Mexico. Uh, with uh, three of my friends, which was just so fun. And, but we, it was, it's like a surfer, yoga, bohemian beach town set in the jungle. And first of all, we felt very safe there and all the restaurants, everything's open air and all protocol was taken, which was nice. And it's not a gay community by any means, but doing yoga in a, in one of those thatched roof open air structures is mm-hmm. on your birthday is really, really great. And I, I did it also because a shout out to Carrie, she's from Toronto, but I loved her and such a yoga girl and doing yoga on your birthday and meditating, especially when you come back here and everything's in lockdown, I'm just going to continue with yoga. I think a lot because it really, I think it's what we need right now too to keep ourselves sane for so much going on. So that was really, really special. And I was, you know, happy to do that and just be on the beach and take long walks. It was, in summation, it was relaxing. So, but um, now I was trying to think do I feel different turning 50? And I don't know. I mean, we're in our gay community and when you're trying to meet guys and stuff, do you, I, I feel there is no other option other than owning it, but I don't know, Lincoln. I mean, do you feel when you turn 50, it, it's 50 isn't what it used to be, correct? Correct. And I do think there's another option than owning it because I see people doing it all the time. I see people lying about their age. I see people pathetically dyeing their hair and saying, it, let, be, let it be natural. <laughs> I see people fighting it and being very concerned about it. I remember I was at gym bar once and I wasn't even 50 yet, but it was before I had my hip replacements and my surgery. And this, and I said, I have to go home and roll my back because my back is just not right right now. Like I, I can't even stand upright. And this guy turned and he was like, don't say that. You sound so old. I'm like, oh. To go home and foam roll, I <laughs> exactly it's shut a, up. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't be with yeah. that. So, so I think there are a lot of people that that won't be honest about their age. Like, truth be yeah. true, right? You know people like that. So I do Definitely. think that is the alternative than than owning it. I also don't, even though I am now fifty one, I don't really know what fifty one is supposed to be or isn't supposed to be. You know, so right. I I could try and pretend to be younger, but I know sometimes I, I will say, and Steve, I look forward to hearing if this is your experience and yours too, Jeremy, eventually. Um, <laughs> I know certain things I do now that I just stop myself and go, wait a minute, I'm 50. 
why am I, why am I doing, you know, why am I wearing Concerned. this? This doesn't yeah. look right on me anymore. Or why am I cutting my hair this way? This doesn't feel right. Or, or, um, I found it for me. I go, I'm being really nitpicky about the price of something, but you know what? <laughs> I'm 50 years old. It's $3 more. Shut up and get it and move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So stuff like yeah. that. I think you'll, you, and I find a lot of humor around that in, in looking at myself. Through that Definitely lens. through a, a, a humor lens like that. And, you know, one of the things I noticed, my sister produced this amazing video for me that was like, Steve Rodriguez, welcome to your life for the first 50. And she went into the archives and because we've done so much video work, we, we had a online magazine for so many years. And for so long in these pictures, I was into just fashion forward looks and hairstyles and and there is uh, we're going to talk a little bit more on wednesday on tags live and vulnerable voices but there is i i'm happy with the way i look and i'm you know aging the best i can but when a lot and i was a former dancer and gymnast when a lot of your emphasis was on your looks and i think i look good but i don't look like how i looked even 10 years ago or even in 2014 you have there is something you have to kind of digest i think and kind of make make sense of to kind of move forward as the new you and i think that's a part of the part of the aging process which can be fun too i mean jeremy you just turned 30 30s different from your 20s do you see yourself approaching life at all any differently or not really at all yet not really yet, but I definitely see differences in at least my appearance. I'm definitely not as twinky and glowy and glistening like I was when I was in my early 20s. So I definitely find that like skincare routine and things like that and actually looking at what I eat now is far more important than it was. Right. So that's really a only difference that I've honestly noticed myself. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was looking at when I turned 40 and I went to Brazil and we took pictures on the beach at like 6 a.m. And I was so lean and mean. And I don't know that I was really thinking about it. Now, I could probably get there, but it would require so much work. I mean, and my sister's like, for what? Like, just accept your newfound state and be as healthy as you can be. Health is turning out to be more important to me than anything else. And then secondary now is becoming like my looks i don't know i don't know if you guys saw this but i'm doing this thing on protein bakery called three things you don't know about steven and it's in this past week we did one and it showed a video that's me steven like the baker yeah yeah and it showed uh we found the clip of me as the new yorker of the week on new york one and i was such a tw- I have never thought of myself as a twink. I've never, even no matter how great my body is, I always want to be better. I'm always like, tomorrow I'll eat better. You know what I mean? And my employee right. found this video and he was like, oh my God, it's Lincoln as a twink. What is happening? I don't understand. So check it out sometime. Because just like you were saying, Jeremy, like your body's changing, eating is different. And I didn't even realize that I was that size when I was that size. It's so yeah. crazy. It changes everything. You don't realize, yeah. And, you, you know, our gay community is about our looks. So, you know, but sometimes you just got to accept the new you. And maybe it's not a bad idea going down memory lane and no. doing that comparison every so often. And But you've got to accept the new you. So I think it's good. Yes. 
Um, Jeremy, I wanted to shout out to you. Jeremy got me for my birthday this the amazing Tom of Finland coffee table book, X Extra Large. The big one? And the huge, yeah. It's like a book. workout in and of itself. You yeah. can lift this book up, get a workout in, and then go and sit and and it's yes you're going to be so turned on by all the imagery but there's great stories about the man himself uh tom and there's a quote in here that i just have to i mean it's just going to be like my sunday read i'm just going to open it to a different picture and just i love tom of finland so much thank you jeremy of um, course todd oldman is quoted as saying tom of finland shares a skill set with great masters like michelangelo and paul cadmus it's not so much that he can render the human form so well, but more about his ability to understand it. And I would totally agree with that. It's such a love of the male form in it, all of its glory, oftentimes extrapolating upon it and expanding it to an ideal. Definitely. Talk about body. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, he's been often questioned whether this is art or not. And I like that Todd Oldman actually compares him to like Michelangelo and, and Paul Cadmus because he is, he to me, erotica, the kind of work that he did was true art. So I love it. And I know you love it, Lincoln, too. As you've I absolutely often, love it. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed this or not. Is the book in front of you right now? Mm-hmm. The cover. Turn to page what? <laughs> no, no, no. It ha you yeah. feel the cover. There's an indent where his penis is in his jeans. Oh Did my you God, notice Jeremy. that yet? I have not. Feel I just it. dived right in. Like, yeah. like, like Jeremy dives into ass. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's there, like, right? I'm is feeling it right now. Yes. Oh, I did. Yes. I love that oh, book. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, cheers to him. Well, we got to get into it. And it's not a happy story, but I want to, we got to talk about it. Um, Matthew Camp, so many people know, uh, model, actor, adult performer, Matthew Camp. I have his fragrance, uh, two fragrances that he's made. He has an OnlyFans page. He's kind of like um, one of our gay sensations out there right now i know you two agree Definitely. unfortunately he's been a victim of arson he has a house in poughkeepsie is that how you say it lincoln poughkeepsie poughkeepsie, poughkeepsie. Yeah. okay i knew i was gonna get that wrong um <laughs> i love that area though hudson valley area where um and it makes sense and knowing what we know about matthew camp he would have a house out there it's like to me fabulous and artsy um unfortunately um his house was uh he purchased barely in october was set ablaze earlier this month camp was inside at the time of the attack as was his roommate six carter the two who hosted uh the happy campers podcast together were able to escape thank god uninjured and out was reporting to, um they got some commentary from him that an arsonist poured gasoline on the front porch of my home, the camp says, and set it on fire in an apparent hate crime. He wrote on Instagram, I was asleep inside. I am alive to face this person one day, but everything I have wow. ever owned is gone. If you look at the pictures, it's a blaze. Uh, it's, it's so sad, including all the interior um, What else do they say? It was on South Clinton Street in Phuket. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. <laughs> and actually, 
Yeah, okay. And surveillance okay. <laughs> footage shows a person carrying two containers of gasoline onto the porch of the home shortly after 5 a.m. The figure then splashed the gasoline on the porch, lights it, and runs away. And according to some reports, gasoline was also put at the back door as well. Local police have ruled ruled it as arson. And uh, interesting in fact about this home, the home was part of history and dubbed, quote, the Halloween house. Prior to camp purchasing the home, Joe Netherworld Medillo, a high-ranking member of the Church of Satan, owned it, according to Poughkeepsie Journal. He had turned the building into a space for that community to gather for Halloween, and camp told out that Mandillo was a longtime friend and mentor of mine and that he purchased the home to restore it in his memory. There is a GoFundMe page out to help, and, he, and Matthew Kemp also encourages those to, if you can, uh, support him on his OnlyFans page, as you can imagine, he's going to now, in the next coming days, meet with an insurance people for the house. But you know, he will not. I mean, I'll start with you. I mean, Lincoln, you own property, and you, can you just imagine the horridness? And we'll, and we'll, yeah, and the. Yeah, I can't. What were your thoughts when you heard about it? It's so sad. I, I, well, Peter is from up there. So he had mentioned how that house was kind of the notorious Halloween house and that it was really creepy and that, like, there were uh, ivy grown over it. And it was, you know, they've known about that house for years. It's kind of a legendary house. I personally don't know it by hand, but like one on one. But Matthew worked with me at David Barton back when we opened Astor Place. Way oh. before he was Matthew Camp, he did have a job at David Barton, and he was also, I think, dancing at Splash at that time. And he's just a really nice guy, and I am such a fan of him as a person. I'm so happy I knew, you know, know him, and I just, my heart goes out to him. I can't imagine... Well, one year I had a fire at the bakery at my shop on the top floor, and that feeling just sticks with you forever. And at least there wasn't a lot of damage to what I was going through, but his whole life is upturned. So if people can support him financially, I think that that would help so much. So sad. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And Jeremy, it's interesting because you brought the story to me early this morning and, um, you know, I, I think he's done a really good job of showing a side of him that he wants people to see and give you mm -hmm. a glimpse into his hot side. But I don't, I didn't know he lived there and I'm sure most people didn't either. I'm sure he didn't flaunt that side for many reasons. I'm sure it's to keep a personal side precious to himself. It does lead me to believe then and to what he's saying that it was a hate crime. And with the environment that we're seeing right now, uh, one of his messages is also hate crimes still exist. And what were your thoughts when you heard about that? And, and how does that make you feel when you know that how safe are we really? I know it's a very scary feeling. And uh, just when you think that we are progressive and getting to better places, it, it's really just uh, like disheartening and it's very sad and it's scary. I mean, just for your own safety, it's scary. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things he really is also thanking people that he's alive and that he feels still like even though he lost everything, he has so much love coming in his way. And he's such a promoted, pro 
proponent, and he talks about this too, about destigmatizing sex work. Uh, that's one of the things he's very proud of because all I want is to empower and destigmatize sex work. I think that's really amazing because we're going to talk about something, uh, another story in just a second here, but it sex work often is something in our community that we know, but it's like, oh, hush, hush. And I do think times are changing with all that. And it takes someone like a Matthew Camp to really uh, use his art form and just be very out there and unafraid. I don't, what do you think about that, Lincoln, about his what he's he's still sticking to his message, even though that could be the reason that he was targeted. There could have been somebody in his community, in the small community that he lived in, that was angry at who is this guy, this gay guy coming in who's unabashedly talking about, you know, proponent of sex work. He's still standing by his guns. What do you think about that? Yeah, but he's going to, because when you've been that passionate about standing up for something, you're going to double down if something happens. What what else is he going to do? Like yeah. give up that that philosophy, give up that that um, way of thinking, and go work at Staples. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like Kathy Griffin when she was ostracized from our entire world from holding up the head in a in a photograph. She didn't just sh- you know shrink and go away. She doubled down and did a tour about it and now apologized and then reclaimed yeah. it back. I mean, no, I'm not sorry, actually. After <laughs> what happened to Congress since you've been gone and since we've all talked, seeing how divided and more divided and more divided and let's get more divided mm-hmm. we seem to all be. I don't know when we're going to come back from all this, but I'm very happy that Matthew Camp is continuing to be the person he's going to be. We're continuing to do this podcast and be the people we're going to be. And I think it's going to be very small baby steps to get to some kind of a normal where we can hear each other and not be screaming at each other, setting things on fire or tearing down our democracy. I I hope in my lifetime at this point. Yeah, it's really interesting because oftentimes, and I know, Jeremy, when you did live here in New York, oftentimes you can seem like we're in a bubble, perhaps, with our gay freedoms that we just often maybe take for granted but you know we have listeners all over and with matthew living out in more rural area of new york um you're subjected and you your mind's opened up what you're saying lincoln too of what's been going on we are so divided in the in our country and even at an airport on my way back here my friend and i we were listening this guy who looked strangely a lot like some of the people that uh, rioted the Capitol had on speakerphone his phone with a really overly to- over the top right ring rhetoric person t- saying blasphemy-, blasphemy, and we were like, "Wow!" And I mean, we were in Dallas, right? And so at the Dallas airport, and. It's a trigger and reminder. I'm just curious, Jeremy, with you, since you've left New York, I know in a pandemic, so you don't go out as much, but is do you see a difference when in the area that you're in, in Massachusetts, that maybe isn't as accepting things that you maybe took for granted in the past? I don't, but I definitely see just a difference in uh, just 
my camaraderie that I had in New York that I don't have here. That's definitely a huge thing that I miss as in just the, the friends and lack of that here. And then also it's not that easy to meet people during a pandemic. So (laughs) I mean, I am thankful that I have a really great support system and family, but I definitely miss that aspect of my life in New York. And I think that that's something that is lacking somewhere that's in suburbia and uh, not that it's not accepting, it's just non-existent, really. We but, miss you I too, mean, Jeremy. <laughs> I really do. I miss getting together and seeing your face once a week or at the Eagle or, you know, Steve walking down the street and bumping into people. It's just, it's yeah. not happening. And a lot of people have left New York. So even when we do return to some kind of normalcy, I don't know what the gay neighborhoods are going to look like or what the you know what anything's gonna look like truly right right on the on the note of detroit news just reported in washington county a new prosecutor is decriminalizing consensual sex work so to speak of sex work his his office announced uh prosecutor eli savitt announced in a press release that his office is ending the practice of prosecuting sex workers who engage in consensual sex and the office continues to say they will continue to prosecute sex trafficking underage and things of that sort but just general sex work is off no no longer and Thank God. And it's right up the alley of Matthew Camp's vision. And I think we need more of that. It's a bit of good news that there's somebody out there looking out for us and for our community. For the, as he states, the oldest job in the world, right? I mean, it's, yeah. So shout out to that. Um, I did want to, you both brought up a story that's been going on in the apps grinder and scruff i'm just paraphrasing here but essentially both of you or one of you sent me a screen capture of people in their profile putting clean or vaccinated no. yes <laughs> vaccinated and with the reference to being clean i was a little confused as we were talking i was sharing with you offline a minute ago about what do they mean? Because all of the, the screen captures I saw were all guys my age or younger or older that wouldn't currently be in the age bracket unless they all happen to be frontliners that were getting vaccinated. And so I guess my question to you guys is, how did you interpret what's going on with that? And why is this a phenomenon that you've been seeing? Jeremy, go, why don't we start with you? So I just, I recently saw it. And then uh, when Lincoln brought it to my attention, it's like, I, I don't know if the intent is to like shame people that haven't got vaccinated yet, or you only sleep with people that have been vaccinated. Uh, I definitely don't think in reference to being clean that it has anything to do with that. Uh, I do think on some sort of level, I'm sure there's ignorance where surrounding the whole topic of it. And that's my, my take on the whole thing. Oh my God. Well, to me, just real quick, to me, it made it seem that they're just putting that out there. They're, they're lying essentially and just putting it out that's there. That's so crazy attempt- that you jumped to that, Steve, that blows. Well, me. 
Well, for starters, they've laid it out on who, first of all, they don't have enough vaccines to even give you the full dosage. It's not being distributed by the administration in the way it was said it was going to be. People that would be around our age and the screen captures I'm just going by that one of you sent to me has everybody in there in the one box with that. And you know, they're not all frontliners, which you'd have to be a nurse and doctor to be able to get it. So I find it, they're just putting that up there. It seemed like, why are they doing this? Like, I didn't really understand it. This story has consumed my past week. I have talked about this topic with like six different people. Mm hmm. Um, so I, if I go on too much, just tell me to shut up. But I was at home. Don't worry, we will. <laughs> a, very, <laughs> a very close. I, I have a completely different take on this. That's what's been such a great conversation to have with people. I was at home and I got a call from a friend of mine and he said, oh, my God, I, I think I did something really wrong. And I went, what are you talking about? He said, well, on Scruff, I always change my screen name. I okay. change it to like spring or in P town or happy bear week or happy gay pride. And I, you know, much like on Facebook, don't you guys see people on Facebook that have them with photos of getting a shot in the arm saying vaccinated. You guys have seen this. Yes. I oh, haven't. Yeah. I don't, you have not. I've been okay. away and I haven't. I I've also seen it. it on Instagram and I have a lot of friends that are nurses, doctors, physical therapists, um, people that ha- are able to get the shot. And they have put up, you know, vaccinated or start, you know, shot number one. And I've always thought of it as encouraging. Well, that was the spirit in which my friend changed his name on Scruff to vaccinate, like just vaccinated. And because he his, was vaccinated. And in his profile, he says physical therapist. And he got a direct message to him that said, is it fun flaunting your privilege being vaccinated? You seem to be trending. And he went, what are you talking about? And someone took a screenshot with his face on it and posted it on Twitter saying that people are trying to get more dick by shouting that they're vaccinated. And my friend was like, what the hell is going on? I'm not even necessarily out to everyone in my world. And now my photo is being on Twitter in this lump sum of people that are being vaccinated. Well, that's wrong. And that's I went, definitely wait, wrong. Wait, what is happening? You know, so that went down one road to me. And then when I, he immediately took it down and changed it back to like, you know, I don't know, here comes the inauguration, or I, God knows what. He's not political. It wasn't, his intention was not to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I was having this conversation with other people that were saying, you can do it on Facebook, you can say that on Instagram, but it's in poor taste to do it on Scruff. Because like, you're trying to hook up because you're vaccinated. Yeah, I would and agree with me, that. And I think it's ridiculous, kind of, actually. To me, I think it would be offensive on Grinder, but not on Scruff. And it shows me more of a way that I use the apps. It's more of a mirror to me of how I use the apps. 
And then the person who posted it on Facebook compared it to when people used to say they were clean or not clean, mm-hmm. referring to being positive or not positive. And mm-hmm. that particular person who posted that, I remember back in that day when clean and not clean and before prep happened, that person wouldn't even really engage with me intimately because I was not positive. Like there was that double standard back in the day that positive people paid with positive people and not positive people didn't. And, and that was another mind fuck back in that day that I went, what is going on? So I just think it's fascinating that yet again, we are all finding a, way, a reason to hate one another. And no one is getting vaccinated or not vaccinated because they're changing their name on Scruff or Grinder. Like this to I, me is your yeah, point. Well, we're counting out. Yeah, I, I definitely know, don't hate anyone. How is this making anyone. us all healthier? It's not. Ooh, yeah, I so definitely don't hate anyone over it. I just don't. I still, even after that explanation, don't see the point in changing okay, the name to go? that. And I would agree with you, Lincoln. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Jeremy. Everyone went away <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. Are you guys there? Okay. <laughs> You're there, right? <laughs> um, I am. Jeremy, to your point, and I would agree. First of all, I, here's just an honest reaction. I was confused. Because that was just, I, I didn't really understand, do they mean vaccinated or not? Because if you just look at the news, most people are not able to get the vaccination. When my 85, 83-year-old mom, who should get it, isn't getting it, and when guys, like a whole page of these guys are getting it, seemingly, look, we don't have that opportunity, the three of us, I don't think right now. I well, don't. But and Steve, that's I, I'm just wondering. you were gone. Because now, if you're 55 or older in New York, you can get it. If you're a grocery store worker, which I consider, because of the bakery, I can technically get the shot now. And anyone who is immune compromised can get the vaccine now. And in New Jersey, if you're a smoker, you can get the vaccine now. Which I think but is no one, but, a, but it seems a little topic. it seems a little tone deaf to me because it's confusing and me to put too. it in your profile me seems too. like it's not the time to be like vaccinated and like with that tone that I just stated that way. But when that's your projecting dying, onto it. Well, that's your well, projecting no, I, onto it. I'm not projecting onto it. I'm actually just this is the what I get out of it, and that's all I have to work with. And I think you cannot when in LA when what is it? One in four people that are getting COVID are dying. And the, the amount of the death toll to be so flippant about it and put it like as your profile name seems tone completely tone deaf. And it is a, a division in the gay community sometimes that I find so quick to just want to put like clean, not clean as if it's so easy breezy like that. If you were to put it in your profile, like, Hey, you know, I'm into big dick and I love to get it pounded and blah, 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 or I'm into dating. And by the way, I've been vaccinated due to, and then extrapolated or explained why or how you were able to, I think that would be fine. And that could be a talking point or some something that you would share. But 
to all this, it's also to me trendy and a silly trend that everybody's jumping on this bandwagon to, to put it as their profile. It's like, oh, please, people, gays, get it together. I don't know. It really rubs me the wrong way. Jeremy, does it rub you a little bit the wrong way or no? I, yeah, I think it does. But it's all it, for me, it's like it doesn't rub me anyway. It's left field. I don't know. I don't yeah. see why that, that needs to be your title or why you would change it to that. So, I mean... I'm happy for the people that have been able to get vaccinated. My brother's been vaccinated because he's a cop. And I mean, that's great. It's just odd. I, I think it's an odd like trend. That, or, that has I, been the overall thing is it's context. It's context. Like if you're, if your profile is constantly, you know, taking loads, plow me, plow me every day. And then all of a sudden you're throwing up vaccinated as your name. You're right. It does seem kind of gross but yeah. if you just put it up as hey look i got vaccinated you should too i don't see it with all of the overreaction that a lot of people have been doing about it that's just my mm. opinion I, I i just think it yet again it's a reason to you bark know, at think, people and hate them and be really it's not we don't I, and I definitely said we don't hate them and i don't want it to be a black and white issue i don't think jeremy and i are saying we hate them because i don't hate them i also don't think it's correct to screen capture people and shame somebody for Neither do i that no that's a, but that's a, totally taking it the other direction i'm just saying it's a little tone deaf and doesn't really work for me i don't hate these people for doing it i think it's too simplistic and doesn't really make sense on the other hand when and it's very like selfish i feel like all me 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 and it is something that i don't like about anybody whether it's our community or just that i'm vaccinated and i feel like when even on my trip one of my best friends who is black is not really convinced yet about the vaccination yet that it's really you know, we're still trying to convince people and I'm, I am for the vaccination. So I think if you were more a proponent of it for our overall good looking out, it doesn't seem to be coming from that place. It seems more like I'm vaccinated, so I'm good to go. Who else is? And let's hook. No, it's I just don't know about that. So when you see I'm up. on prep, that's also, that also, is that a different reaction? That's to a you? fact of what's going on. I think, don't I would wonder what these people's how's that different mission? Well, first of all, no one has been putting prep as their profile picture that I've noticed. So oh, it's, really? I didn't notice. I certainly I've been on prep and when it was prep never came the out. When prep uh, came out, you all saw on prep. Okay, well then I, okay, I guess I detectable right. Like okay, then I guess I hate name. those silly trends. To me, they're silly. Uh, it's the, it harkens back to with our community clean or not clean, meaning you're HIV positive or not. It's like, haven't we grown or learned anything that, fine, if you, I never once thought when I finally came around to getting on prep to make it my <laughs> profile because it's a drug and it's not me. Yeah, it wouldn't, it's, a, I'm so right it's with it, you. Right. I it, mean, my, my screen name was Rebel Heart. Like my, my right. screen name has never been, you know, that direct. Right. But there are a lot of people that, you know, they're 10 inches plus. That's their screen name, and that's what they put out there. So right. I don't judge them for that. I just don't lead with that. I, I hear you. Yeah. Well, real quick, I wanted to do a quick shout out. Uh, the L.A. Eagle Bar in L.A. And Jeremy, did you go with me to the L.A. Eagle ever? 
I'm not sure if you did or no, not. No, I went to San Francisco. Okay. And Lincoln, have you been there? I have. Okay, so it's in trouble, as you can imagine, as so many bars are. It's been home to a gay bar since before the Stonewall riots. Well, it's at risk of closing permanently. Uh, the Ego LA was opened in April of 06 by Charlie Matula and business partner Vince Quadrochi. Uh, but um, And it's served the community for so long. It's been different names throughout the years. Uh, they're trying to reach their 240,000 GoFundMe campaign goal to stay in business. And we're losing a lot of these businesses. I hope they reach it because I've been there several times. And venues like that, I know, Lincoln, you talk about the Eagle here is sort of in New York City as your community center. I would agree with that. There's another article that I or actually... Over the break, I was reading this guy's take that at some point when we start layering back into everybody vaccinated and everybody going back into it, he likens it that we're going to turn into, uh, there's going to be a post-pandemic roaring 20s. But can we have a roaring 20s without our bars that we know and love? What do you think, Jeremy? Do you think people, when we uncoil after all this it's not going to in other words he's saying it's not going to happen this professor yale professor physician uh, is stating this do you think that people are going to be having sex everywhere and we're going to be going crazy or because we don't have any bars really to go to potentially hopefully um that what's your take on it i think people will ease into it i don't think that they're going to go nuts but i also I stay true to believing that everyone has their own opinion of how they want to handle it and move forward and uh, go either be gun ho or at, at ease at least a little bit. Uh, I'm certainly not making the decision to frequent all over the place and just fuck around and all of that just because right. I don't find it smart with the vaccination or without or on prep or not just any mm -hmm. of it but that's my own personal opinion. I hear you. And Lincoln, you know, this guy, uh, Nicholas Christakis, he's the Yale professor that I was listening to him that says, you know, he says by the year 2023, and he's very careful in saying, in looking at when the Roaring Twenties did happen, it, he uses the word, keyword, uncoil. So when something uncoils, it's like a long, slow process, right? Yeah. We're not uh, post-pandemic period after people will have been, haven't we been saving money, you guys? <laughs> My sister and I talk about this, all the money we've been saving by not, God, I spent a lot of money when I went out. But with we'll be unwinding and seeking out more liberal spending and a reversal. What's your take? Do you think that our community, in just if you were to forget the larger, but our community, do you think we'll go back to like the circuit parties and sex the things that we all loved or no? Well, first of all, I think you are saving a lot of money if you still have a job. There's a lot of people well, that don't good, have a job anymore. Right. Point taken. And there's point, a lot of people that's a very that valid their point. entire career My apologies to those that have, yes, exactly. Good point. And yes. in that spirit, I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope that the new administration will put a lot of money into people's hands so that they can get back on their feet. 
I have a lot of hope that Andrew Yang might become mayor yeah. of New York City and give every New Yorker an extra thousand a month to put to a test his plan for our nation to get economic stimulus. And if that happens, and there are all of these gay bars that went out of business or just spaces that went out of business. I just walked here from the Apple store and there were like five enormous spaces that are just empty. And I hope that those rents are going to come down so far that the people that no longer have a career in what they were doing can start a new business and open a great gay bar that by the time they get their ducks in line, everyone is more comfortable to go and participate and come together again. So that is my hope. You know what I mean? And I hope that when places are open, the thing I that always shot to bring it full circle the thing that surprised me about the LA Eagle is the first time I went there, I was so excited about going to the Eagle. I got all dressed up, leathered to, you know, top to toe, walked in, and it was girl night. And there were all girl bartenders. <laughs> there was a girl DJ. Wah, wah. There were lesbians <laughs> everywhere. No. Oh, my God. And they were fabulous with me i'm sure and they had a great time and there were a couple guys there and we just had fun and i gotta say i don't i don't know when the last time was that that just organically happened when i just walked into a space and even if i was in the wrong space people smiled and i made nice nice it that just i don't i I literally pre-pandemic that wasn't happening yeah like it just the 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 coming together is just not there and it hasn't been there you know we weren't steve i think you and i were maybe talking about this maybe not that we were walking down going oh my god why is so many things closing in new york this was yeah. 2 years before the pandemic and it's the same in san francisco it's the same in small towns it's the same everywhere so i just really hope that we get some leadership in our country and we also get some stimulus so that we can all remember to have fun together again. Yes, and on that note of coming together, shout out to all of our listeners that have really reached out, particularly during my birthday. Thank you so much. And really said how we've been part of your quarantining and keeping it, um, we've been your auditory pleasure. Shout out to you. Thank you so much. We will continue to create this kind of community with you. And lastly, I wanted to shout out to little Nas X, who has been unabashedly leaning into who he is. Uh, this The record-breaking and heavily awarded performer has proven himself as kind of the uh, internet time and time again. He also killed One Hit Wonder with tracks like Rodeo and Holiday. Plus, he served up visuals as sublime visuals, keeping us salivating over tracks to come. Um, he has a new song he's been teasing. Uh, he was lip syncing recently where he is calling it um, Hit That and wanting to hook up other than talk. Is He says in there, I ain't talking guns when I ask, where's your dick at? He raps. <laughs> Though the performer has constantly said that the track that made him famous, Old Town Road, was not sexual in meeting, he has shied away from that sort of fair since. In Holiday, he rapped about being a bottom on the low. And honestly, according to this article out by out, we're kind of here for it. I find it so refreshing that we now have a mainstream black rap artist that can go work with country artists that can say he's where's the dick at and 
he's a bottom and I love his new red hair. Jeremy, your thoughts? I love it too. It's a new era, right? Yeah, he's very cool and he seems very original and I loved his uh, purple Versace cowboy getup he was wearing at the award show he performed at. Can we talk about his fashion? Yes, he's really owning it. I think he has a children's book out too. It's refreshing, Lincoln, right? Because you know, you and I are such Madonna fans, and it's isn't it refreshing to have like a male gay black artist for the times, whether or not you're a fan of him or not, that's for our community, but for everybody. I really am. I'm really happy he broke through because. Yeah. You know, I remember going to Folsom in San Francisco before it was huge, and there were some black singers there that were really great. And they, one of them I know, ended up going to Broadway. There's a guy out in Brooklyn, Boy Radio, who's been performing at uh, Folsom East and released his own music. And but this not little Nas really broke through in a huge, huge way, and really exciting. I love it. Good point, because you're right. There are so many talented artists out there in our community and, you know, but to make it on this level is kind of refreshing. And And I hope there's more behind him. I also just watched a really cute movie. If anybody wants like a spirit uplifting, The Prom on uh, Netflix was really cute. And it has uh, Meryl Streep, James Corden, uh, Nicole Nicole Kidman, and that actor that you love from uh boys in the band andrew reynolds yeah. yes and and sidebar on that i saw it on broadway didn't love it my friend told me about the film version on that you're talking about and says oh my god they totally it's so much better than the broadway it's version Ryan Oh, it's really? Ryan Murphy, but yep. they cleaned it up, and and of course, Meryl, Miss Meryl, and my favorite, Andrew Reynolds. So yes, great, absolutely, definitely. Well, you guys, thank you so much. This has been fun to reconnect with you guys. We have a poll that we want you to take based on our hot top, hot gay sex topics this week. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and take this week's poll on all of our hot gay sex topics. Follow us at tags podcast on all social media follow jeremy at j ross lopez on instagram follow lincoln at mad mad lincoln or at the protein bakery did i get the right protein bakery no there's no but that's okay poughkeepsie (laughs) i cannot say that either no worries (laughs) thank you guys always so fun that we're back here and uh, reach out to us on social media at Tags Podcast. In the meantime, keep it sexy, but wear your mask and wash your hands for crying out loud. We will talk to you soon.